Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my co-host, Kate Roberts. Hi, I'm Kate Roberts. That's Kate Roberts. And today we are joined with someone who's very dear to me and has been dear to me for pushing 10 years now. Eric Olson was a classmate of mine um, at Supercoach in 2012 with Michael Neal. And we kind of hit it off as friends very early on in the, the first month in January. And by February, when we got back together again, all 70 of us in that room in Santa Monica, it was already kind of like forming as to who were the people that we had fun with. And I remember a lunchtime in the January that we had in a Greek restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And instantly I got that Eric had the same sense of humor as me. And since then, I don't know there's been anyone I've ever met who brings out the funniest side of me than Eric. And some of the conversations we've had, late night phone messages over the last 10 years and, and text messages and a lot of goofing around when we're together. So apologies for anyone who's been in our company when that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, but more importantly... If that's possible, then someone who makes me, brings up the funnier side of me. I don't know of another true friend of mine that constantly brings up my best. The most, the warmest part of me at the same time as the funniest. So it's a big honor to, um, to have with us today, Eric Olson. Wow, that was, that was, an extremely heartwarming introduction when I feel I feel the um, I feel the exact same I feel like a like a kid when we're together and that and that's what I feel the most free really is when I feel like a kid I just like silly and stupid but also fun and warm and just yeah in the moment so thank you I'm glad to be here yeah so a question that I we love to ask our guests is how would you introduce yourself to someone who'd never heard your name? Hi, my name's Eric. That's, That's a good start. <laughs> well, uh, I am actually pretty much a very, um, inside person in a way it, it takes a little while for me to open up with people i don't open up as many conversations that, as i would love to do uh and but when i do i guess what i would share is hi my name's adic i am 
Oh, really? There's nothing that comes to my mind. It has to be a real person for me. It just seems like I'm making something up. But <clears throat> what I would, I would try to do is I would probably, before they could ask me anything, I would ask them a question <laughs> 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 to deflect from my insecurity of having the spotlight on me. Um, <clears throat> but I do... I do probably, if I do connect with someone, if I feel like this is more than the surface level, hey, how you doing? And then do not listen to what is coming out of my mouth afterwards. I feel like that. I really like to get kind of like a little bit deeper into conversation. Like I get curious about um, them and then I share what I feel is, I guess, present for me at that time. And that's why I'm having trouble with that, that because literally five minutes later, I would have said something completely different. Yeah. And depending on who it is, I might say something really short or I might say something really long or I might say something funny if I feel like there's a funny person here. Um, but I hope that I try to give people a sense of who I am by just my uh, feeling you know, and that, that, that whatever I say would, would uh, invite more conversation. So, so I know that's a boring answer. I think it's a very, a very open and honest answer. Yeah. So let me ask you a slightly different question then. What are you up to in the world? I'm trying to do everything I can to see something new for myself and and kind of feel like I'm alive. And what that is for me is usually when something is helpful for other people or helpful for, um, you know, either the people close to me or the people in the world. Um, I have one part of me that's very, very big thinking. So if, if you're asking the big thinking, I, I'm trying to do everything in my lifetime to create as big an impact as I can that helps people shift. Like I'm a big believer that if the world's going to change, we got to change. And that we have something inside of us that can um, – be extremely underestimated and and a, a lot of time very ignored at the at the very least and and we just don't recognize what we have inside of us like what really is is born like what what's truly behind it all i don't i don't think we see that i know that because i know i don't see that i just see it to a certain degree um and I just love being with people where they see something new and their lives change because of it. Um, that's, that's what I'm up to. Um, that's what I love doing. Um, that has, how that looks has changed year to year, but it has had that pattern for us for as long as I started basically since I finished military, it, it, uh, when I was 20, it has had that flavor of like connecting with people and seeing something could, change if we could do something together if we could connect and if something could become better because of it so that's that's what how i would say at, at, the, at the source of what i feel like i'm up to um 
And when I'm at my best, I really feel like I'm alive. Like I'm, I feel like a kid. I feel very, very creative. I feel full of uh, potential. I feel like I, I feel very expansive, open, extremely curious. And that's when I'm, when I'm walking in that feeling, that's when I love being with people who do not feel like that. Uh, Cause I've been in those moments too, because that just has that amaz- amazing connection point. And I can see, you know, life um, become more visible in them and, and, and more hopeful. Uh, I think hope is a huge thing that I love to see grow when people feel like there's no hope or I'm, like I say, like I'm a, I'm a useless piece of shit or I'm, I'm not worth anything. Like that's, that's probably dearest to my heart. Like people feel like there's no point. That's when I'm like, yes, it is like, and, and I get, I get so excited about the possibility that, that um, they could come, come out of that or see something different. So, so that I think at, is at the source of what I'm up to on a practical level. I run a nonprofit and the nonprofit is designed to make that happen. It looks different every year. We have programs and initiatives and we work with young people and old people and kids. We work in schools, we work in criminal justice system, we work with organizations, we work with um, communities, families, parents, um, people suffer from addiction. We, We, the organization works with all of those things in, in the way that a nonprofit does. So those are kind of like the, the vehicle of how my creativity comes out most of the time. Now, your nonprofit that you have with your wife, Mara, who we had as a guest in a very recent episode, is called One Solution. Yes. Can you share with us how that came about and what the one solution actually means? Okay. Um, well, I don't know if Mar Alden made this stupid joke, but we wanted to call it One Direction because uh, it really feels more like that. It feels like it's not it's not the assumption that w- here's we have a, the solution. It's more of here's the direction here's the direction and like blasting that to the world. Here's the direction. Here's the direction. But that was already a very famous uh, band, boy band. So we couldn't uh, use that one. So, uh, and also people are more curious about solutions. Like we, we saw that people are very, you know, there is very problem focused society. So we like the word solution. And, but it still has that feeling of, one solution is, you know, an, an attempt to look in a direction and that direction is inward, meaning away from what has been created, away from how society is and, ha- and, and what is happening and looking towards what is constantly creating society. And what is constantly creating my world, what is constantly creating the communities we live in and the organizations and the systems that we live in. And if we look towards that, could we have change in practical society? 
is that a viable direction to look at that that creates real change uh, in society itself? So it started as that hypothesis, really. We, we, we still call it kind of a hypothesis. And it started with a conference that you are very well aware of. Uh, and it started as a conference and it just evolved into what we wanted to dedicate our you know, lives to, whether that's going to be name one solution, I don't know, but looking in that direction and trying to go for big societal issues that seem very stuck that we're trying to solve after they've been created rather than looking towards what has been creating those problems, what is currently creating them and the thoughts and the ingrained beliefs that we hold on to, which is a different word for the same thing that is holding these things together. Um, so that's what the nonprofit is about. That's what we're trying to, number one, make that statement. Let's look in this direction and see what happens. And then on a practical level, because we are a nonprofit, we want to see how that works in practical matters with real people in real situations that seem very, very, very stuck and seems like they're not moving. So those two worlds are what we like to live between. The the vision of it, just the message, just look towards the internal, just look towards the mind. Could we just consider that as a factor when looking at problems, just, just talking about that? And the second one is, you know, doing what we can to prove it and partner with as many people we can who are interested in exploring that and testing that out. So, and that looks like a lot of different things. I'd, I'd love an example. A recent example where the vision and the practical have come together. Well, right out. now, for example, while we're on this call, there's a um, youth uh, leadership program that's being led by um, our youth leaders here in Chicago. And they have a group of other young people who they're mentoring right now that are in different sides of Chicago. So uh, Chicago is uh, known to be very segregated. It's very, um, very much segregated historically, uh, financially, uh, uh, investments, everything. It's, it's, you know, you go north, it's different from when you go south. So it's, it's a very, an east and west. It's, it's very, very segregated. So this uh, internship is designed to be from with youth from all over the city, but has... Um, the idea that they want to create some kind of change, but they might not see how, uh, they might not know, they might not feel hopeful about it. They know they might be angry. They might be inspired, it, it, all kinds of youth that, that come on the program. And the design of it is that um, uh, Dejan and Prince and Mark and a couple of other of the youth leaders that are leading it are trying to be th with those kids for six weeks straight from four days a week, from uh, Monday to Thursday, from 10 to two, and try to create a space that brings something out of them that they haven't seen before and have them realize something that they haven't seen before and then have them create something based on that. So it's a very like, listening but also when you are when stuff comes out 
out of your mind or when you get under the noise to use your words you want to create something whether that is just being there present with someone whether that's going for a walk whether that's giving somebody a hug or whether that's let's solve the violence that is in chicago right now which is very very bad there's 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 a lot of people dying every day uh every weekend um and that's usually what happens because um uh, they they see now that i feel good i feel better i feel less tense i want to do something that's a very common denominator with people if when we're not thinking about ourselves or, or we feel better we naturally want to contribute um so that's what that specific program is designed to do uh, and then paying that forward to the younger people so we found that the these kids that are between like 15 and 22 are amazing at helping younger kids and they're amazing and helping the generation before them so we also have them talk with seasoned business leaders or people who are higher up because they get listened to differently you know when when you're in front of a 70 year old who's just pouring out their heart it's hard to have any defenses against that <laughs> so they're able to can they have this magical time in life where the young people are listening to them and the people who are older than them are also listening to them and and open to hearing something so that's that's a big part of our focus and that's like one example that that we are really really inspired about is putting people together giving them the leadership which is why they're running it, it themselves and then seeing what happens and seeing what they create and out of that they're creating they're 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 creating children right now they're creating children's books they're creating uh poems documentaries um, they want to create a mural. They want to have an event. They, um, audio last, last time they created like a virtual reality world that just led you through these lessons of life and these different kind of creative expressions. So it's amazing what they come up with and how they want to do it. And, and, and it just lands in their mind exactly how they want to do it. Like I want to help kids who are you know under the age of six so i want to do this and it just lands in them and, and they get this explosion of creativity and and fun um and we get to you know just witness it or just you know be there with them and, and support them and give them resources so they can do what they want to do so that's one example i think it's phenomenal Every time I hear you, Mara, your entire team, with the examples of what you're up to and how it's playing out, I'm constantly inspired and humbled. Well, I appreciate that. We we uh, we love it too. I mean, we would love to do more, but you know, we we're doing as but uh, as best as we can, and we've also, I mean. The last couple of years has been rough on us. We've had family stuff. We've had a beautiful family, additions to family, but also death and and things that are very hard to be with. So we feel really happy and really grateful with that we are able to do something and we are able to feel good about it. And we're, you know, 
privilege in so many ways to not have to worry about a lot of things that other people have to worry about. So, so that's, yeah, it's a good feeling. One of the things that you spoke about was how things are is coming from a place of really kind of deep seated beliefs and people create from those beliefs. When was the last time that you personally got confronted with one of your, one of your own personal deep beliefs about something and kind of saw it for what it was? If you're willing to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just scanning through the library here. Uh, <laughs> so let me see. Well, I, th I think that, that one of the recent ones that, that is very fresh for me that I'm kind of get, getting into round two of now was when we considered having, um, having a baby. Uh, I've always been, I, I would say, more than average interested in what I do in, in my work, sometimes a very self-serving reasons um uh because i i thought i wanted to i needed to do something or i needed to become something or i needed to show something or i needed some kind of approval you know something had had that type of flavor and other times just because i'm i'm inspired and that's what just comes out of it and i'm learned to not judge when i dance between the two of those um but when i'm in the more selfish um feeling and an idea like let's have a bunch of kids comes to the table um my mind did initially think but what about what about what i can <laughs> what what was what about me what's important about me and the story that i had in my mind was this finite finite energy finite um time and finite um, capacity that I had. The, the idea that I, I, I don't know why, I didn't even notice that I was doing this, but that I had finite time and finite capacity and adding something to this, this um, puzzle means taking it away somewhere else, which I think is a very common uh, way of thinking about a lot of things uh, is this very linear, you know, finite capacity that a human has and that if you add something something must be taken away and the the, the sense of loss if you have to do that um and i think i got really stuck in that um not in a big way not in that i question anything or said let's not do it i was just like man this is a sacrifice i'm willing to do it because but I'm really sacrificing this, this time and energy and capacity that I want to use for these other selfish reasons. Like that's the most honest version of it. Um, but what happened uh, is that it isn't finite. It really isn't finite. And I just had forgotten that it, that it was like that. I just thought that if I, if, I, if I add something, something must be taken away. But what really happened was that my world got bigger. It, it really did 
expand. It doesn't do this with everyone around kids. It doesn't do this with everything around anything else. But my world grew when I got, which doesn't make sense. I got more into my life and more things to take care of, but I got more space, more, uh, more of everything, more love. My God, more love, not just for babies, but more love in general. Uh, and then it wasn't until I saw that that happened that I realized, oh, this is how it's been working. Like when I frame up, you know, a difficult project so people are like, oh, this is so difficult. And I'm like, no, because I know if I do that, my world expands. Like I don't, it's not a capacity thing, my world. But I, for some reason with the kids, I was like, this is a huge, hard thing. <laughs> So it was a huge realization of, of something that was so blind to because it seemed so big that my, my, that my world was, that my world can grow by adding things to it. I thought I had to be very careful about what I invite into my space because they might be a distraction, which is, you know, it's true on some practical level, but not on a, really on a human level. It's still just a game of, of attention and space really. And so that was a huge, very recent learning that was that helped me a lot, and it and it helps me now because we have an, a number two. Where once I I see her uh, Mar Mara very pregnant, I know it's going to be number two. I know it's going to be more. Where I, I I see myself doing that. I see the the noise just layers of layers of bullshit. But since I saw that happen first time, I'm like, what? No, you're, that's not how it works. You are actually, you're going to get way more space, way more uh, things. Now, it might not happen, but I know the potential is there. I don't think you can control that with any outcome, but it did happen. And I saw that it can happen. And that really calms me down there. And it calms me down when taking on big projects that seem very overwhelming or seem things or when stuff happens, I know that my world can, can actually expand. It can, it, can, it can become, it can grow from it. Um, so that's a reason one um, that has to do with birth. And the other one that, that, that those are a reason has, has more to do with death that, that, when something disappears, that something disappears. And at some level it does, but at other level, again, over time, the everything expanded. Again, like birth and death just gave me way more like love and understanding and feeling for world and the, the uh, and, and the, respect for the mystery mysteries of, of life and how I can't control anything. I can control a two-year-old and I can't control someone from suddenly dying. Like it, 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 that is a huge lesson in someone who would like to say they're a, you know, I, 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 uh, you know, set my own path and I go for things, but it's really, it's not how it works. <laughs> it really is, isn't. So those two kind of paradoxes has shown me that that I so much about yeah knowing what's really going on and getting more space even when it's really 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 noisy in my mind. I love that. 
I love when we bump up against our own beliefs and see these beliefs that we create along the way. That we, you know, two seconds ago didn't even realize we were walking around with. Yeah. And knowing that forever there's more to see. Forever there's more space around all the things, like you said, that we that we thought were finite. Yeah. Well, only only really scratched the surface of it, um, and that to me now feels mm, amazing. Whereas I would say before, I probably would feel like, man, I'm gonna be this insignificant my whole life. <laughs> I mean, like, am I really like? Do I know nothing like compared to the? <laughs> compared to infinite like i'm really am nothing really but it really is really freeing like to to know that know that that it, it really is you're, you're you're part of something more infinite but i do have huge belief in seeing also on the flip side like i, I love just the paradox of the flip side of seeing really the value of you as a human as a person that that matters, that you matter. I think that really is important for a lot of people that are struggling, that you matter. It's not only just infinite and universe and, and all that stuff. Like you matter, you know? I feel like, well, you don't matter as much as you are the most important thing in the world. It's not only you matter, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like that's that's what we're missing. And I think a lot of people are. I've gone to the dance of like being hyper, hyper on one side and going to the other side, being only about uh, me and then going to the other one and pretending like I don't exist, you know? And I think there is, there is a dance between both that I think is really, really um, powerful for, for people that you are, you're, you're important, but you're also not. And when you're smiling over there. I am smiling because I get a big sense of that, the dance between those two very different um, perspectives. But I also have been, and I, and I always will in my mind, get caught in the view that that's a paradox. And you said the word paradox there as well. Right. How, how do you reconcile those two different perspectives given the fact that they look totally at odds with each other well they can look totally at odds with each other i'd say i guess if i'm just using my own experience it's what i need to see at that moment i think that it's not really a paradox but it is always moving it's always moving. So there's times where I'm, I need to forget about myself. I'm too, I'm too, I'm looking at myself too much. I need to forget about myself. But literally the next day, I might need to hear, I need to remember myself. You know what I mean? So 
the paradox comes out in real life, which is why one one advice that will last forever won't really last. Like you, you have it. It really is a moving target. So to me, it's it's not you know that you're always in the middle and you find this balance, but it is that w- one situation is very in the moment, and one person might need to really hear that they're important in one moment and the next week when you talk to them they might need to hear that you know there's something beyond you you know there's something there's something you're part of something a lot bigger so to me it's just that's that's the dance it's not that that in the moment i need to hold two worlds together but it is that each moment will require something it, it require what the moments require and, and you need to see what you need to see and that's helpful because my my thoughts are always moving and mm-hmm. it's it goes it goes back and forth so what what helps me is different uh every day so that, i don't know if that makes sense i haven't i haven't thought about it that way before so i still that was very fresh to me how i said that so i don't know if it's clear enough but that's that's what occurs to me when you say that It makes sense to me in listening to you. And, you know, taking the metaphor of the dance, sometimes it's, hey, move your left foot, and sometimes it's move your right foot. Yeah. Well, that's true for a dance. It doesn't mean that moving your left foot is at odds with your right foot. Yeah. It just means that there's a dance to be played between our, you know, one of our good friends calls it between the the humanity and the divinity. Yeah. Between the the spiritual nature of us and the human down to earthness of us. Yeah. There's nothing really at odds. It just sometimes looks like it is, and sometimes we forget both sides of the same coin. Yeah. And I constantly forget. And that's a part of dancing. Yeah. Like that's how I feel about there's time for me to sit. And there's time for me to get up and go, you know, it's time for me to speak and there's times for me to listen. Like, it's, it's just, it's like that. And I, and I feel like when I, you know, I was so consumed by doing things in my mind. And when I first heard, you know, you don't, you, you know, do nothing or you don't have to hear anything. Well, that'd be like sitting and never getting up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm just going to sit there and do nothing. Cause that's what I heard you're supposed to do, which it helped me when I heard it. But two weeks later, it might be time for me to get up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, yeah. and, 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 and actually, you know, that I didn't see that I actually could move. And sometimes I could do something. But I don't have to. That's what I, that's what I miss. So I do think there is this, yeah, this thing that you might learn to in, intuit more when to do what and what, what is needed in the moment. And that might be a period. I have periods where I was trying to run when I should just sit, sit down. And I was I had periods where I was like, I could be running, but I had the idea that I needed to just sit, you know? So body will let you know eventually anyway. Mm-hmm. The sitting and the standing, by the way, for people listening was a metaphor. I don't mean that I sat for three months just, just, to, just to highlight it. <laughs> that 
Yeah, and and the answer is not just a squat between standing and sitting and sitting. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. great for your glutes and great for your quads probably, but after a while, oh my lord, you need to move. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I um recently moved to a new home which has this uh rental in the bottom level of the house. And so in order to kind of guide guests to their entrance, we put down these um, like path lights, right? And I was writing the other morning and this very odd metaphor showed up in my writing about these path lights. And I feel like in this kind of metaphor of a path, right? This path of life is the journey that we're on. But sometimes I rely on my intellect and that feels a lot more like walking down a path with a headlamp. Like you can see a little bit and it's navigable. And then other times it's almost like the path lights up like these lights to show me the way and I'm out of my head and I'm moving, I'm flowing and it doesn't feel like my actioning and intellect and my list and all the things that need to be done and cared for. And I feel like it seems to fluctuate as I move forward between those two. Sometimes I'm, just it's all headlamp and then other times it's all the other way but i'm still moving forward i'm still living life and experiencing everything even though it goes from one to the other and sometimes they're both dim and on and they're kind of like you said there's like this odd balance between the two but then i'm going to you know back and forward and I just don't know if we can get it wrong. It just has a different feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I would say for me that I feel really lucky when I'm in that, when I see the path, yeah. but it's not really where I live um, day to day, but I do, I have feel lucky that I've seen enough to not, it's not like, like I'm under the noise, but I see the noise and because I see it, it doesn't, it doesn't really run me, uh, but I can see it and I would love to be this, but I just see, I see it so much clear, which I'm so, so grateful for, especially when in terms of my, my ego and things that it's just, it just becomes so, so much quicker, uh, visible to me that I'm doing something destructive and not helpful towards myself or towards other. And that it really helps. I would love to say I was free with it and I never did it. Same would work. It just feels like I'm trying a bunch, <laughs> bunch of, sorry, a bunch of stuff. I'm just trying a bunch of stuff. I know I would love to say that, Oh, I see this path and this is how I'm going to be. And I, I have moments like that. And then I wake up the next morning. I'm like, let's just try a bunch of stuff because I have no idea. Like it was so clear yesterday. I just saw exactly what to do. I saw, like I saw the path. Even if I write it down, 
you know, I look at it the next day, I'm like, well, I just, all right, just try, try a bunch of stuff again. So, uh, and I, I think that's why I'm, I think that's, that's probably what I bring the most is getting people really comfortable with the, with, with, with the shit and, and, and comfortable with just seeing that life is noisy and our head creates a lot of noise and it's a lot of trial and error. And you're, we're just, uh, most of us just trying our best. And then when those moments of clarity hit, just, you know, surf that way for all you got. And then, you know, back to, you know, a noisy world again. And I, I think that's keep, keeps me very human. Mm-hmm. Uh, it keeps me very, uh, it actually creates a lot of peace of mind to just accept that, that I will, that I will die with a lot of messed up stuff on my mind that I haven't fixed. That for some reason, gave me such relief that I don't have to get rid of all the noise. I don't have to fix it. I don't have to transcend it. I don't have to do anything. I can just live with it now. That means that I'm okay now, regardless of what's going on. And I think that that really has helped me um, because, you know, my achievement mo- model of, of achieving things outside quickly got into spiritual realms too, where I was going to try to transcend everything and that does not work people don't try to don't try to not be a human if i could give any advice is just to live just to live it and accept it and and have fun with it and laugh at it when you can and be pissed off when you when, when you can't like it's just yeah that at the end of the day gives you more contentment i think it's just being with it i don't know if that makes sense but that that might just be me but I've seen it so many times that it really, really helps. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't know anyone that when they see that they are human and have come to terms with their humanity, that that doesn't do a lot for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's done a heap for me. Yeah. Yeah. Eric. Always a treat, sir. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Always, always amazing talking. The information to find out more about Eric and Mara's organization and what they're up to is in the description and below if you're watching on YouTube. Also ways of getting in touch and and also if you've got questions that you'd like Kate and myself to explore in future episodes, please do let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks again to Eric for uh, for this conversation and for all that you do. Thank you both. Really Thank appreciate you. It. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.